Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Breaking down every last second of game tape for Sunday's matchup. Who's your connection? You sound like a cop to me. Who's your connection? Enter Vinny's film room on 105.7 on The Fan. All right, before we get back to the phones, Vinny and Haiti, 105.7, the fan woman crush Wednesday. Let's look back a little bit here at Saturday's loss to the Steelers, 17-10, from a film study perspective. We know the gist of what happened. Right. No Lamar, no Beckham, no Smith. There are a lot of dudes that didn't play in this game. But let's look at some of the players who did, who could be prominent parts of a Ravens potential Super Bowl run and if there are any concerns or maybe we're encouraged on yeah. the flip side by some specific performances. Well, let, let's study. start out with the biggest concern, Bob, was stopping the run. And when they interviewed Harbs at halftime or going into halftime or coming out, what did he say? We got to do a better job stopping the run. We got to get off of blocks. And that's that's the thing that gets a little scary because why? You had all your guy that first drive. You had Pierce in there. You had Matabika. You had all of them in there. Everybody was in there. And, you know, maybe your mindset when you go in, you're not zeroed in 100% like you would be if it was a real game in their mind because they weren't getting off of blocks. And Pittsburgh was running up and down the field, which was kind of scary. So that was, to me, that's still my biggest concern going into whoever they play. Because that's kind of happening on a gamely basis. And, and when you look at their stats, Bob, I mean, against the rush now, they're 14th in the league. I mean, they've dropped every week. They've kind of started to come down, and then the edge, the edge has been somewhat scary. But let's look at um, let's look at some individuals. Um, let's start on the, on the defensive side, and, and let's start positively, because okay. you know, Trenton Simpson um, all I've seen him on, I, I wasn't crazy about him during two-a-days and stuff. I remember that. And on special teams, he looks a little lost at times. You know, and he was a running back. We'll give him that. And then he played linebacker. A lot of similarities to Patrick Queen at LSU with not playing the position a lot, learning the position. But he's a guy that, can he run? Absolutely. He's got burst. He's got explosiveness and all those things. But I'm just concerned about awareness. And I see it on special teams. You know, like when he got KO'd, he didn't see the guy coming and got knocked out of the game. So <clears throat> he was he had a hell of a game. 
All right. And I give Mike McDonald a ton of credit for him having success because I think they wanted him to have success. So what did they do? Well, where did, well, let me back up. Where does he struggle in my mind is reading things, you know, instinctively. To me, he sees it, he registers it, then he reacts. All right? So what did they have him do? Which was extremely smart in my mind. They had a blitz. You go sick him. You don't worry about nothing but go. And he got a beautiful sack, and he looked fast as hell. You know, he played fast on that play because why? Yep. He doesn't have to think about anything else. And they had him run blitzing and stuff. So to me, they they built up his confidence, Bob. And like during uh, practice and things now, he's feeling good about himself. So I, I thought that was that was kind of brilliant on their part to what do, let's let our players do what they do well. All right, and they did. They let him attack. And with Patrick Queen now, Bob, I mean, he had the green dot. He was the green dot guy. So teams will probably study that. Okay, if we're going to go sign Patrick Queen and we're making him the green dot guy, um, how does he handle it? I just think as of late, you know, I don't know whether it's the shoulders hurt. You know, the D-line is letting people get up on them. That they, they hadn't been in as many plays. And to me, it's about the front because he can go make plays, but the front's got to do their job. And that's the guys, you know, up front. Uh, the Michael Pierces of the world and the Broderick Washingtons. Now, Oway, Bob, I mean, he played six snaps and he was out of the game hurt. And Matabike, he didn't, he didn't, I mean, he chased hard like he normally does. Roquan wasn't in the game. And it was good that Brandon Stevens was back. And I think it was important for him to play because he had missed so much time. You don't want him not playing in five or six weeks. Right. Um, but I, I thought he held up well. And uh, um, I, I thought, see, and I, I kind of like Darby. And Rocky Sin, I, I'm not a big Rocky Sin guy because I think he's a he's a P.I. waiting to happen. You know, you just throw it up and he's going to get P.I. Or get burned. Yeah. Now, um, Marcus Williams, I thought he was the worst of them all. I, I just thought, number one, like early in the game, he refused to tap. I mean, it was embarrassing on the one play. It was like a sweep to their left, Pittsburgh's left. He come up to the right, and he just reached out and let the guy run right by him. I'm like, what the hell? And then on the slant route for the touchdown, that was Marcus Williams' fault. I don't know if he was zeroed in because it looked like he didn't want to play. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like. He, he led them in tackles, but um, I, I thought he played like crap. And I can't wait for them. And, you know, and I thought Clowney, Clowney and Van Oy played hard. And uh, Robinson, I think Robinson's a good run player right now. He doesn't add a lot in the passing stuff. But he's a guy, too, going back to Trent Sipson, if we can, you know, I try to remember going back to, you know, rookie camp and OTAs where you're like Tavis Robinson, red shirt. Yeah. He's actually played more than maybe a lot of us anticipated he would be playing this year. And he's a guy, Bob, that... What is he, 23 or 24? He's an older guy. Yeah, he bounced around a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yep. So, but he does a decent job on the run stuff. 25. 25 years old, yeah. So, he he's okay there. Now, um, offensively, I Ronnie Ronnie Stanley, and I, I thought this, you know, Ronnie, the only problems he's going to have is with power guys. He, is, he has problems with power guys. And... Highsmith's not a really a power guy, so he was okay. I thought Macari played okay. 
You know, I thought he handled Highsmith over there pretty well. Moses, everybody's going to, Watt's going to be the defensive player of the year. And Moses struggled with him. And Falele's going to struggle with him anyhow just because of speed and stuff. Falele, I just wish he was meaner, Bob. I mean, because he's, he's got everything you want. He's got size, arm length, he's got and he's got good feet. But he just wants to bend at the waist sometimes. You know, and, and he could just knock people off the ball, and he doesn't. You know, he just kind of like oozes on him. I'm like, be a prick, man. You know, but that's just not his temperament, and that's why he's an O-lineman, not a D-lineman. You know, and that's that's kind of what it is. Um, I thought Linderbaum, for the snaps that he played, the 20-some snaps, I thought he was fine. Simpson Simpson was fine. And Cleveland, uh, Cleveland, he is what he is. I mean, he's going to struggle against good pass defenders. Still not impressed, huh? No, I mean, he'll knock guys off ball, Bob. He'll knock guys off the ball. He'll be okay on double teams, but he can't sustain. Can't sustain the blocks, and he can't, when he gets up to the second level, he can't adjust. So if he gets against good people, he's going to, but we don't have to worry about that because Zeitler's back. Sure. You know, and, and Zeitler, Zeitler will be will be fine. When you, Charlie Kohler, Bob, I, when I watch him, you know, because he played more, when I watch he just looks slow running routes, and maybe because he's six seven and he's a long strider, just doesn't look real sudden to me. Whereas like likely does, you know, he's doing a much better job in the blocking stuff, coming off and doing those things, which I like. But in the past game, I just want to see more quickness and explosiveness out of him. Now the wide receivers, Bateman, you know, I mean, he played early. Did you know? He, to me, he ran some good routes and. They got him out of there, um, but they weren't really throwing a ball. I mean, Huntley, I, Huntley, if if he leaves next year, Bob, I, I got no problem with that. They they need a better backup than Huntley, <laughs> uh, you know. And you could say the weather and, and everything, whatever you want to say. Guy. I'm just, I'm not a. And, and Bob, I don't remember the three or four plays that Cunningham was in. I, I don't remember what he did, what he didn't do. You know, I thought he was. I thought he would play more. And take advantage of his athleticism. All right, real quick before we hit the break, Gus Edwards concerned, happy, satisfied. I'm I'm kind of with you, Bob. I mean, is he wearing down as the season goes? Because we don't see the burst, and he did fumble. They they, they ripped it out, but I mean that's what people are going to do. And you know what they're going to do now? They're going to do it because they saw it against Pittsburgh. Now they're really going to try to do that. You know, and Melvin Gordon fumbled. I I don't even think he'll see the field. I think it'll be. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, matter of fact, Ravens did make a move today. Jake Funk was cut from the practice squad as they have signed Dalvin Cook, and I'm guessing active roster next step for him. No doubt. It's, Vinny right, and it's coming. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. Come back, whip around. Today is January the 10th. Historic things happen on this day, but some upsets in college basketball last night. Get into and some fun stuff going on in the NBA. And then coming up at the bottom of the hour, Charlie Goldsmith, Cincinnati inquired. Bengals season is over. They do finish with a winning record. Joe Burrow, what's the status on the wrist there? And T. Higgins, has he played his last game with that franchise? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Vinny and Hades with Brought to you by Box Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes. The best crab cakes in Harford County. 1057 The Fan. All right, whip around, video and handy, 1057 The Fan here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. Start a little NBA. How about that? You got Sacramento taking on Detroit. And uh, we talked about Halliburton, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, all the great things he's done in Indiana now hurt. They host the Wizards tonight, by the way. But the guy he was traded for, Demonis Sabonis, has been brilliant for the Kings. And he put on him, uh, another brilliant display last night against the Pistons. Nine-point game as Domas going oh, oh, yes, sir. Domas with the hammer. 37 points, 10 boards, 13 assists. Another quiet day at the office. I remember a certain uh, Jimmy Patsos telling me when he was coming out of uh, Gonzaga. Some bonus that he's a stud. You go, that him Gonzaga guys, and I'm Gonzaga guys hating Gonzaga guys. Well, that Gonzaga guy's kicking some ass, and he did it again last night. Hey, how about Kevin Herter? Four points, five boards, five assists. And Alex Len, six points, three boards as Sacramento beats the Pistons, 131-110. It was Memphis, 120-103 over Dallas. Santi Aldama, Loyola, he sat out. He's got a knee contusion. Big news out of uh, Memphis. I don't even remember. Did we talk about this yesterday? John Moran out for the year. Yeah, got hurt in practice last Saturday. Yeah. Shoulder surgery. He had just come back. They were 6-3 and three in the nine games that he had played. But they go to Dallas and spank the Mavericks. Uh, Desmond Bain, who is quietly putting up a monster season at 32. Late last night, it was the Lakers 132-131 over Toronto. Manuel quickly. Baltimore 21-5-5. Anthony Davis had 41-11-6. Controversy surrounding that game, Vinny, was uh, Lakers were shooting a ton of free throws and Toronto was not. 23-2 in the fourth quarter. And uh, Scotty Barnes, who's great rookie of the year last year, or it might have been two years ago. Either way, he all he, he attacks. He's a multifaceted, versatile guy, but he gets to the rim. And he got no fouls. Yeah. So uh, Toronto's head coach, he was going off on the media. I'm sure he's getting a letter and a bill 
from old Adam Silver there. But uh, L.A. edges the Raptors 132-131. Wizards tonight, as we said, at Indiana. Tyrese Halliburton out for a couple of weeks. Uh, avoided a serious injury, but if you missed it, yeah. he went to plant to the David Lee Roth there on the floor. And uh, that's not good. So, yeah, I, I, it's a like a grade one hamstring, which is the best scenario they could ask for. Three and 17 on the road. Wizards will be in town. Seven o'clock tip in that one. Let's see. A little college basketball last night in the Big Ten. Nebraska, the mayor. Yeah. And his Huskers, 88-72 over number one, Purdue, as they stun Zach Eady and Matt Painter and his crew. And I know Purdue beat Maryland last week, but Purdue struggles on the ro- in, like, true road games. Yeah. They're not as dominant as they are at home. And that's and, a tough place to play. You know it was packed and those fans were nuts. But getting spanked like that? Oh, yeah, I know. I don't think anybody saw that. Rutgers! They beat Indiana last night, 66-57. And, look, Mike Woodson's a legacy guy, played for Bobby Knight at IU. He's one of the great players in the history of that program. But And they recruit well. They got that NIL money. The results aren't exactly there. No. They should be at the top end of the Big Ten, and Rutgers is spanking them. So. I don't know if they're real happy in Bloomington. Where let's just say their patience is short when yeah. it comes to and basketball. And Rutgers got like big time recruiting class coming in next year. Yeah, but this is this year. Yeah, they're not helping them last night. Top twenty five. It was Iowa State fifty seven fifty three over number two Houston as the Cyclones pull the stunner. So both Purdue and Houston lose to unranked teams, the top two teams in the country. Iowa State was up 12. I was watching the game. Yeah, Iowa State was too. up 12 zip right out of the gate. Then it turned into that grinded out sort of, uh, I guess, Big 12 current days sort of hoops uh, festivities. But Cyclones get the big win with Houston's loss. No more undefeated teams in college basketball. Yeah. Cyclones were up 31-20. They said 31-21 at the half, but uh, two top five defenses. So they were expecting a low scoring game. Uh, other top 25 matchup, Baylor, 81-72 over BYU. So there's the opposite end of the Big 12 scoring as the Bears win there. Upset in the top 25, Boise 65-58 over number 17, Colorado State. Just want to point this out. Utah State beat Wyoming 83-59. Second leading scorer on the team for Utah State is Ian Martinez, who played two years at Maryland, transferred in the offseason. Nah, they couldn't use that athleticism and above-the-rim play because Maryland rarely plays above the rim. But who am I to judge? Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. It's the whip around this day in sports history. Let's see. It's January the 10th. I keep forgetting. I'm staring at the calendar. Let's uh, do a little Maryland hoops. 1979, Raleigh, old Reynolds Coliseum. Maryland beats number 8, NC State, 82-81. Ernie Graham, Baltimore. 24 points, including the game winner. With eight seconds left, Larry Gibson, Baltimore, at 20.7 boards. Albert King, 15-8 and eight as the Terps beat NC State for the second time that year. 1981, Cole Fieldhouse, eighth-ranked Maryland, 94-79 over Duke. Buck Williams, 24 points, 15 boards. Ernie with 23. Greg Manning had 18. 1995, Tallahassee, ninth-ranked Maryland. Beat Florida State 70-57. to Joe Smith, National Player of the Year, 18 points, 18 boards. Johnny Rhodes with 16. The X-Man, 
X-ray hit with 14, 1999, 25 years ago. Unbelievable. Goldfield House, fifth break, Maryland blows out NC State, 94-48. Steve Francis, 22 points, 9 for 9 from the field. A Ron Profit, friend of the show, he had 17 points, uh, 1982 NFL. First in the AFC, Freezer Bowl. Who played in that game, Vinny? Trivia question. 82. Was that Baltimore? No. Green Bay? 1982 would have been the 81 season. 81. I was still in college. I don't know. It was uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Who? Beat the Chargers 27-7 in the Freezer Bowl. Remember, it was like 20 below zero. Riverfront Stadium. Ken Anderson, two touchdown passes as the Bengals advance to Super Bowl 16. And the NFC Championship game in San Francisco. We got to remember this one. Cowboys, Niners. I got I got uh, on my wall at home, I got uh, their hands from the catch. 28-27, 49ers stunned the Cowboys. Dwight Clark, the catch. Six-yard touchdown pass from Joe Montana. 51 seconds left in the game. But uh, Danny White hit Drew Pearson. Oh, and Eric Wright made a tackle to He's save it. Horse collared it. Yeah. This day and age, that would have been 15 on top of the 31. They would have been in field goal range. Yep. But that was then. This is now. Very next play, Danny White fumbled, and the 49ers win. Advanced to Super Bowl 16, where they would beat the Bengals at the Pontiac Silverdome. 2009, down in Tennessee, Ravens beat the Titans in the divisional round, Tennessee number one seed that year. It was rookie Joe Flacco throwing a 48-yard touchdown pass to former Titan Derek Mason. Matt Stover kicked two field goals, including the winner with 53 seconds left as the Ravens stunned Tennessee 13-10 would advance to the AFC Championship game. 2010-2009 season. Ravens win at Foxborough, 33-14. Ray Rice, second play of the or first play of the game, 83-yard touchdown run. Willis McGay, Heatleron McLean also ran for TDs. Billy Cundiff kicked two field goals. Ravens blow out the Pats 33-14. They would go to Indy to play the Colts. It would end there. And on this day, three years ago in Tennessee, again, this happened. Jackson trying to escape and run for it. And he's got it more. Jackson down the sideline. Will they give it to him? They will. Touchdown, Baltimore. 48-yard touchdown run. Steve Levy, Steve Levy, ESPN on the call. Ravens beat the Titans 2013. Get revenge from the previous year's loss. For did they? Uh, against the Titans, J.K. Dobbins rushed for a TD. Tucker, two field goals. Lamar rushed for 136 yards. As the Ravens win, we'll go to Buffalo the next week in the divisional round. But to date... The only win in playoff uh, playoff history for Lamar Jackson there. Yep, it's uh, I I I got a good feeling, Bob. I got a good feeling. This I think Lamar's gonna gonna have a big big playoff run. We'll come back talk about Cincinnati. No playoff run for the Bengals this year. Injuries had a lot to do with it. Charlie Goldsmith, Cincinnati Inquirer. What's the off season like for the Bengals and? Get his opinion and his predictions for Super Wild Card Weekend. Trip through the funhouse. Cordell joins us. News from the Nest Style Top of the This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Your sports information station, 105.7 The Fan. Video at Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. Pat Benatar is for you, Tony, in Rosedale. Celebrating her 71st birthday today, January 10th. But it is Woman Crush Wednesday, so Pat Benatar gets a lot of run, usually anyway. But we pay tribute, rightfully so. Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato, Nolan McGraw, other side of the glass. Super wild card weekend starts on Saturday. Bengals will not be in it for the first time in a couple of seasons. Here to talk about what went wrong for Cincinnati and then what to look forward to in the offseason from Cincinnati Inquirer. Joins us on the WGK Law Hotline. Let's welcome back to the show, Charlie Goldsmith. Charlie, what is happening? Happy New Year since it's been a while since we talked to you. Happy New Year. All right, we know injuries were a mega part of what went wrong with the Cincinnati Bengals. So for them to get to 9-8, and eight, finish above 500, uh, how are we judging the job that Kevin Stef- or not Kevin Stefanski, Zach Taylor did this season? Well, there are two sides of it. There's the side to where the Bengals hoped that they would take strides in specific areas this year. Uh, consistency with the run game, some added versatility from the running back and tight end positions. They were really banking on their young secondary. And from an overall big-picture perspective, the Bengals didn't get the development in those areas that they needed. Now, the biggest reason they didn't make the playoffs was because of Joe Burrow. And like you said, winning record, what they got out of Jake Brown and some really huge accomplishments in there. But also there's going to be some soul-searching going on. Why didn't the Bengals necessarily have the floor that they expected in September? Now, talk about the change that it's inevitable with every team because of salary cap and all of the fun stuff that goes along with that. T. Higgins, very uh, prominent part of that Bengals offense last couple of years, battled some injuries this year. Due for a big payday, if you're guessing today on January 10th, is T. Higgins going to be applying his trade elsewhere or is there a chance he sticks around with the Bengals? So Joe Burrow said it about eight times when he had his end-of-season press conference. He said, I expect T. Higgins to be back. And then I asked him, you know, you had the conversations uh, about the future with the Bengals when you signed your contract extension. And he says, we made sure we could be in this position with the way we structured my contract. So I think most likely T. Higgins will be playing on the franchise tag next year. There was a tag and trade possibility that, you know, you could have kicked around. But Burrow wants Higgins there. I know that the coaching staff wants T. Higgins there. The front office, of course, wants T there too, but they're also weighing, you know, bigger picture, longer term plans. But it sounds like with the voices that Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow have, that that uh, T Higgins will be on the Bengals in 2024. Now, what about Jamar Chase and his contract? It seems like he wants to be the highest paid. It seems like they'll have some problems with that one. 
it, he was pretty open about it exactly. Um, wanting to see where Justin Jefferson goes with his market, wanting a lot of guaranteed upfront money. We'll, we'll see where him and Justin compare, but compared to any other contract that exists right now in football, you know, I'd be fine personally paying Jamar Chase more than any other receiver currently makes. Again, since Justin hasn't earned that deal yet, um, Jamar's earned it. He is the like if you're running an offense through a person in football, I'd probably go Justin with Jamar right behind him. He's Joe Burrow's best friend. All of that makes him so valuable to the Bengals. Now, what uh, what are they going to need in the draft? Sorry, um, I guess you have to start with right tackle. They literally don't have a right tackle on the roster who they trust as a starter heading into 2024. Jonah Williams, who has done a fine job for them as a free agent. I could see them getting a veteran, like on a one-year deal, um, a Morgan Moses type, and then you know trying to, to build through the future there with a the draft pick. Also, defensive tackle, especially nose tackle. The cupboard's very bare there. Uh, the defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo, puts a huge emphasis on that position in the scheme, so they've got work to do to fill that as well. Now, um, what about the running back position? Mixon, I thought, you know, he, he kind of finished strong for them at the end. Yeah, Mixon did everything they expected him to do. Uh, he got what was blocked. He was a powerful runner. He got about four yards of carry. He didn't fumble. He did some okay things as a receiver. But, like, at this point last year, I would have put a 20% chance of Mixon being on the Bengals roster in 2023. And that 20% ended up happening for a lot of reasons because Piran went to uh, Denver and because Gibbs and Charbonnet weren't on the board at the spot the Bengals liked and because the free agent running backs who might have fit didn't necessarily see eye-to-eye with where their markets were. So all of that led to Mixon being back on a pay cut. I think a lot of things will have to happen again for Mixon to be back in 2024, maybe even a pay cut. They want to get Chase Brown more carries, but I really want to see them use a, a rotation style platoon approach to fill that position instead of relying on Mixon, who played almost as many snaps as any running back in the league this year. What do you think going into next year, where do they fit into the AFC North? I guess the big picture is how much turnover there's going to be in Baltimore um, coaching staff wise. And then I know they have some key free agents as well. That seems to be the tier of its own for me, the Bengals when they're at full strength and fully operational. And then the Ravens, who I think the Ravens now are playing better than the Bengals have at any point over the last three years. So, you know, how do they continue to evolve their schemes as the personnel changes and the, you know, the roster comes and goes and evolves. That'll be the defining question to me of the AFC North next year. Now, if the Ravens have to play the Browns, what do you think? Yeah. Um, Again, I think the Ravens right now are as good as any team I've really even seen in the AFC over the last three years. I think their defense, I'd take them over Cleveland. And I know Cleveland's a team that's probably thinking they'll have to win with his defense. But what Baltimore does schematically with a simulated pressure standpoint, what they do versatility with guys like Geno Stone and Kyle Hamilton, it's funny. Like, Burrow threw this this pick to Geno Stone in week two. That was this incredible play. And then against the Niners, they recreated it, except this time it was Kyle Hamilton coming from the other side. Like, they have all these layers like that. The unpredictability of it maybe helps with, you know, the pure pass rush talent that Cleveland has an edge with. And then, obviously, Baltimore has the edge on the other side of the ball. I'm picking Baltimore to win the Super Bowl. 
Charlie Goldsmith, you're a smart man there in the Cincinnati Inquirer. Charlie, appreciate the time as always. Enjoy Super Wild Card Weekend, and we'll be talking to you soon, I'm sure. See you guys. Thanks, Charlie. Charlie Goldsmith, everybody. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. We have time for a call, Nolan. You make the call. Yes, he says. Yes, Kevin in Ellicott City. You got thumbs up from Nolan McGraw. Kevin, what's happened? What's good, y'all? How you doing? Doing good. I wanted to wish you a belated birthday. I meant to say it to you the last two times I called, but happy birthday, Bob. All right. I've already aged two days since yeah. then. Thank you very much. You're doing good. Happy <laughs> way on your way to your next birthday, Bob. That is correct. I'll be putting my Christmas tree up in 11 months. Cool, man. All right. I'll be putting mine up at the same time, too. We're always on the same page, Bob. That's I love right. it. <laughs> I totally forgot what I was calling about at this point. Hopefully but, uh, the Ravens. The Ravens, I think the great thing about our, our our running back situation is, you know, look, be be the best professional football player you can be. You know, that standard of keeping the ball in your hands and, and not turning it over is really just the key to the formula, really, thus far this whole year, right? I mean, nothing complicated from here. Just we cannot fumble that football, though. We can't fumble the ball. Well, they're the, the best in the league right now. What, plus 13 or plus 12? Thanks, Kevin. You know, so they've done a good job getting the ball and keeping the ball. We'll come back, take a trip through the funhouse. Nolan McGraw, stay tuned for that. Cordell Woodland joins us. News from the Nest, top of the hour. Buy or sell, twelve fifteen. Where's the midweek money? Hopefully we're counting that. Frank Burleson, Burleson on basketball. We'll talk some college hoops with him. Now that the calendar year has flipped to 24, get caught up on what's happening in the top 25. If you missed it last night, both number one and number two went down. Going to be another one of these years, I guess, where the final four is going to be four teams nobody's talking about right now. Vinny and Haney, two opposites attracted by a paycheck. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Woman Crush Wednesday. Pick a song, we'll play it. Applause for text line. Cordell Woodland joining us, NFL Lunch Style. Nolan, how you doing over there? Doing good. This is Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam, by the way. I know this one. I believe this was like the number one song. For a while, and we can sit here and lament about how bad music is nowadays, depending on your musical preferences, of course. But this sucked, but it was popular with the masses, and I guess that's all that matters. What year was it, Bob? Eighty-seven. Nolan, how you doing over there? Doing good. I don't know if you saw this. The uh, started this last year. The Players Association comes out with their own All-Pro team. Of course, you have the writer, the AP one. Mm-hmm. That's the officially recognized one. Players Association does their own one. It's released today. Who votes on it? The players Players. themselves. Yeah. So it's a little, you know, it's not officially recognized, but I guess if you're a player, that's the one you'd feel more proud of. Spoiler alert, I have seen it. I've already already shared it on Facebook, but go ahead, man. Three Ravens here. Lamar Jackson, Roquan Smith, and Kyle Hamilton, all Mm -hmm. earning uh, the recognition of their peers. And I I thought, I. I expected them to have four with Matabike being in there, too. Mm-hmm. Now, now that, he might get the writers. Correct. And that's an interesting one because still maybe not on uh, the radar as far as other players around the league. Who's Matabike. a defensive tackle? Let's see here. Jones. Uh, yeah, you got Chris Jones. They only get two, so that might have contributed. Oh. Chris Jones and Aaron Donald, yeah. so no well, surprise be, there. Yeah, that's that's a tough, tough ass. That might be more... It's, again, the players are voting for this, but still a little reputation-based. You know what I mean? 
But I'm sure when Justin Matabike either gets franchise tagged for what, 15 mil, whatever it is, yeah. or a long-term contract extension, I'm sure he'll get over it not being part of this scenario, correct? Right. And it wasn't all name recognition. I mean, you got Brandon Aubrey here instead of Justin Tucker, oh, deservedly that's, so. That's, almost cost, that's lame. What? How come? I'm just joking. Yeah, no. All right, right. Don't take things. To, it's not rocket science, people. It's football. Even electric football people can figure that out. Right, Nolan? From time to time. <laughs> All right, let's go to Funhouse. Which is Quick rocket draws. science. Funhouse. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. I like that quick draw. 1057 The Fan. Start here with Howard in Baltimore who says, I believe Marcus Williams does not understand the Baltimore Pittsburgh rivalry. Played that game, made a business decision to stay healthy. A veteran looking like a rookie out there. I hope someone jumped on him for his performance. Personally, I put the blame on him for allowing Pittsburgh to make the playoffs. Um, yeah, he was a big factor in it. I'll say that. I'm sure that when he watched film the next day, it wasn't pretty. Uh, this one here from Mark in Catonsville says, I would be shocked if the Browns could get past the Texans on the road. Uh, as good as Flacco's been, still too many interceptions. Won't get away with that in the postseason. Not looking forward to a potential Ravens-Texans matchup in a playoff scenario. Can he get away with what he did? Um, I think he can probably get away with one. If if Anjoko, you know, if they're throwing the ball, if he's throwing for over 300 yards, they'll be right in it. Well, if he's throwing pick sixes, that's a, well, another yeah. thing altogether. And by the way... We talked about it earlier this week. It's been nine years since Joe Flacco won a playoff game, but most of his playoff damage was done on the road, so he's not worried about that. No, and and he finds a way to kind of get on these runs like he's on right now. And uh, how about one more here? Texter says, it's crazy to think about just only a handful of guys on the team right now who were there for the 2019 heartbreaking loss. Sure, Lamar, he's at the forefront. Uh, chip on his shoulder, but as far as the entire team suffering that loss, not the case. Yeah, you got two new coordinators, which means change in personnel and stuff. So not shocking. That's that's the NFL nowadays. Yeah, but Ronnie felt that pain. Pierce yep. felt that pain. Marlon, they still have dudes that uh, took that kick in the short ones who would like to get a little redemption. But again, Ravens back at practice coming up in less than an hour. As a matter of fact, John Harbaugh. And Lamar will meet with the media, open locker room. So three practices, then it's at M&T, not open to the public, by the way. And then they'll just wait to see who they play next weekend. Date and time to be determined. We'll come back. Preview wildcard weekend with Cordell Woodland. Stay tuned from that. He joins us. News from the Nets. Buy or sell. Where's the weekend or the midweek money? We'll find out there. Now, how's everything looking for our fa- I need chips for Super Wildcard Weekend. Vinny's going to let us know if we got the money to buy some, yes. at least today. And then Frank Burleson, Burleson on basketball, talk college hoops with him. Maryland, one of the more disappointing teams. They take on another disappointing team in Michigan tomorrow night. But he's based in L.A. Speaking of uh, disappointing, old UCLA kind of sucking. They lost to Maryland. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 